that was a an explicit decision at the beginning that I took, which was, okay, I've been thinking about the vegan ready meals, vegan protein, this, that, the other, didn't really know which angle to go down. There wasn't a clear, obvious leaning for me. And so what became really clear to me was, well, start with information, start with media and start by giving it away for free. So that will allow me to build up a massive audience and then work out what needs to be sold, what needs to be provided. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 035 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell. And on today's show, I welcome Henry Firth and Ian Theesby, founders of Bosch, the fastest growing plant-based food brand online. In 18 months, they've amassed over one and a half million followers and their videos have reached over one billion people. Henry and Ian met in school aged just 11 years old and together they built Bosch last year to inspire people to a healthier, more ethical and sustainable lifestyle after seeing the popularity of food videos on Facebook. On today's show, we talk about building an online community, the lean startup model, and the launch of a product that their community demanded, a cookbook. Let's start up. Three years ago, as I understand it, neither of you were vegans yet now. Um, what initially made you decide to start a business in, in the vegan food space? We, um, we both independently went vegan. After watching, for me, it was after watching Cowspiracy. Yeah. Um, for Ian, it was monetary and just a challenge, I guess. Yeah. Um, for me, I went vegan after, um, as part of a New Year's resolution, I decided if I was going to go vegetarian for one month and um, found it quite difficult, did loads of reading about vegetarianism um, during the month of February in 2015. And the more I learned, the more I was like, um, okay, this is probably a very good idea for my health, for ethics, and for the environment. Yeah. So yeah, at the end of that month, it was all about vegan for me. We both came to it in our different ways, mm. and both of us decided that we wanted to do something in the space. We both made that decision independently, and we both came together after a little while to come up with the idea for Bosch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, I understood, was it, was it Ian was going to set up um, uh, a vegan cafe and then you decided, you, you came to him, Henry came to you with the, with the idea of potentially doing something in the, in the online digital space instead? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I'd moved back to the hometown of Sheffield because I thought, um, well, there's not really many vegan cafes in Sheffield 
and the rents and rates were very cheap up there. So I moved up there with a vision um, of an ambition to set up a cafe. But then um, Henry called me back after a few months of being back in Sheffield and was like, listen, I think we could have a bigger impact if we went, if we did things on digital rather than just having a little cafe in Sheffield. And I kind of very much agreed. So yeah, uh, yeah, came back down to London and away we started. And do you think initially like the, the mission was uh, either one of two things or, or perhaps twofold, one to inspire people to, to, to live a healthier life to, or, or was it, you know, to to be more ethical, to be more sustainable, or a combination of both those things. The core driver for me, and um, in first of all wanting to set it up, and secondly persuading Ian to come over and, and work with me on it, was a real annoyance at the world and the fact that the world didn't realise this obvious fact that animal agriculture was destroying the planet. Mm. So it became really important for me at that point to show that. But show that in a really clear, non-judgmental, non-preachy, non-offensive manner. And so the obvious way to do that was just by literally showing people, here's how you make amazing food. And having worked with within digital for years and years and years, I knew how to make good content, knew how to spot a trend. And we got very, very lucky. By, or you could say lucky, you could also say uh, we were shrewd yeah. in jumping on this new trend for really gorgeous, sexy, high-gloss food videos. Mm. And that's what we did. And so how long in the making were, were the plans for the business? Because as, as we know, 99% of people have ideas, yet it's the 1% who actually only take yeah. action on that and start the business. Um, the, yeah, quite long in the making. I, like I've started a few businesses. The previous business I ran um, and worked on with Ian as well was a, a music messaging service, a messaging service. But... Essentially, before you start, I generally find there's an out, a year of just toing and throwing, a year of testing out ideas, thinking about how you can get involved in the space, researching and thinking. Yeah. So there was there was about a year, and and during that year, I was thinking about things like vegan ready meals, vegan protein powder, vegan supplements, just lots of different things I could get involved in. Yeah. But after a while, I just came to the realization that the scalability of an online media platform was something that really excited me. Yeah, yeah. And and who who are some of the um, who inspired you? And, and maybe thinking of the the Virgin startup angle here, or startups in general, um, the, the business model that you, you chose to go down. Buzzfeed's Tasty was uh, a really big inspiration. Although we didn't like the fact they were just using so much cheese. Everything, there's not that much healthy food on there. Yeah. That has looked great. And, and you know, they'd grown so quickly, it was clearly a model that was going to work. Also, a, a company a little bit closer to home called Jungle Creations, they they inspired us too. Okay, okay. Um, and, I mean, some of the stats that, that I've read, you know, less than 18 months, you've gained over one and a half million fans and videos being viewed over 500 million times, reached two billion people. Um what what were your expectations when you started out, and how far do you think you've um, surpassed them? If indeed if indeed you have, I'm assuming you have. <laughs> yeah, um, I think when we first set it up. It was like a passion project. We kind of thought 
there's a service here that needs to be, it needs to exist and it currently doesn't. So we kind of thought it's going to do well because people like, like us were transitioning to a plant-based diet and didn't have an online resource for really good recipes in video form. Mm-hmm. So we thought it's going to do reasonably well, but I don't think either of us could have imagined the massive success that we've been blessed with. I, I completely agree. <laughs> and um, could you give a couple of tips on how you've done it? Because I'm, I'm assuming you, you, you haven't started, like with most startups, with, with a huge pot of money to, to, to blow on marketing to, to get the ball rolling. Has it all been organic or, or a huge percentage of it? Yes, completely organic. Um, very little cash went into the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've been through a business before, which was the opposite, which was big fundraisers and lofty goals, money spent on marketing. Mm. And I probably wouldn't want to raise money like that again. We're now very, very resistant to raising any money at all. Yeah, we keep it really lean. Like, there's only three of us working at Bosch. Yeah, exactly. Is there? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's, there's me and, and Kathy. And, and occasionally, a freelancer or two will come in and help us out as well. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So we keep it really lean. The, the, the way it started was, first of all, an idea, then a load, and lo- load of research into the space, you, you, I mean, there's tools like Live Plan, which are really cool for quickly knocking up a business plan and thinking about how it could work in the next three years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a few months of putting together financial documents, forecasts, pitch decks, partly as a way just to put your thinking on paper. Yeah. But then we did raise a little bit of money, which was a private strategic investor. Mm-hmm. Um, who put in some cash, which pretty much just that was it was a very small amount of cash, just really just enough for us to run our first two shoots. So we, we, we hired in a director of photography and uh, a videographer, and hired a hired kit as well. Yeah. We hired the equipment, yeah, and we basically just spent a weekend <laughs> shooting videos. Mm. In the flat, which was a really hot, sweaty shoot in the <laughs> summer of 2016. Yeah. Right, right. Um, we, 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 we did that shoot and we made 20 videos. And of those 20 videos, at least five went viral. One went hyper viral. Really? And it's since yeah. racked up. It must be on like 30 or 40 million views. That so it is, yeah. Wow. I, think, I think, was it in the first month we racked up 100,000 likes off those 20 videos? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe 60,000, 70,000. Yeah. So, but yeah, we started with a real bang, uh, which was great. And also, um, we kind of used social media. Um, we reached out to a lot of people who would help us share the videos. Yeah. So like animal charities and sort of a couple of influencers in the space who said, we're making this cool content. Would you be so kind enough as to share it on your bigger channels? And yeah. they responded really positively. And that sort of helped us grow, kick off from the start. Absolutely. And and that, I guess you you asked the question about how did we make sure it happened and what was the, what was the process we went through from the beginning? Mm. We didn't just get a channel and start chucking up videos. Yeah. We, we spent a bit of time thinking about it properly, like a business. Yeah. So, raising a little bit of investment and making sure we had some people who are going to help get the videos out there. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really important to, to challenge yourself to do that thinking so that you know what your business is going to look like, mm. or at least you've thought through the options rather than just plowing on in there without really a clue of where you're going to go. Mm. No, no good advice. Cause I was going to say to you, you know, you know, was it a case of, yeah, we, 
got got the iPhone out and we, we you know knocked up a couple of videos, put them out of there, or was it more strategic? Right, we're going to get a professional team in and we're going to do a you know a month of content or, or whatever it might be to, to give us that kind of uh, runway to, to to gain traction, which you've obviously gone and executed rather well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it was, it was totally strategic. It was carefully thought through, carefully planned, and it actually took us a lot longer to get live than we wanted. Do so you remember? Like, we, yeah. we'd been we'd been like three months sat in an office. We had free office space at the time um, from from someone we were working with, and yeah, we were actually just sat there like it's been three months. We've done nothing. We've got no video live. We just need to get some videos live. Yeah, that's it. And I guess at that point, it was like, right, let's just put down, let's put down some money, let's hire in some staff, and let's just do a three-day, 20-video shoot. Yeah, and just get it done. Get it done, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to give yourself a big deadline and force yeah. yourself to go through hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that was get it done. Yeah. It, was, it was a pretty intense experience. That was filming 20 videos with maybe... We did it over three days, and we probably had about eight hours sleep throughout the whole of the three. Days. <laughs> oh god! That's honestly not an exaggeration. Yeah. Wow! Because we 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 every shoot took longer. Yeah. Than we, and we still had to start the next day at eight a.m. or whatever. So yeah, we we had very little sleep. Yeah, it was bonkers, but it was fun. And uh, did that give you? Was that literally like twenty days worth of content to to get started, and then you had to hire and go again? Yes, that's it. That's yeah. It. And, and um, did you did you both have jobs at the time as well? Hence, like the three day window, like a long weekend or something. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I or, or maybe I'm trying to remember. Actually, I, I, I was uh, doing freelance stuff, and remember, I'd moved back to Sheffield to try and do this restaurant, and then moved back. So I kind of had come um, thinking, right, this is going to be a full time thing now. So I need to put everything into it. We both need to put everything into it. Yeah, that's right. It was more the three-day limiting factor was the equipment that we hired, yeah. and we we got it for a weekend and got it extra cheap because it was a bank <laughs> holiday. It was a bank holiday weekend. Right. Oh, I so see. Okay. That's why it was three days. I, think, I guess it would have been like the end of May, bank holiday weekend. That's right. Yeah, I think it would have been <laughs> end of May. Yeah. Our first video went live on the 16th of June. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And is that how you still still work? In the, or obviously you have slightly longer to do that now, but would you, would you try and film X amount of videos in X amount of time? We've, we've actually been doing more like one a day for the last year or so because it's okay. a more easily sustainable yeah. way to do it. Yeah. That may change again. It kind of depends on the kind of video that you're filming, and we're changing our video format soon. So we may change. We may go more batched again. Yeah. Okay. Um, and when you initially planned to to monetize it, how long did you think it would be before you'd, you'd be able to do that? Um, I suppose it's what you're again. What, what? How long you thought you'd, you'd take to get traction and, and gain gain the platform and the audience that you have? Well, we probably put into the business plan about six months. Um, so six months before we'd have enough brand sponsorship deals to be keeping us afloat. It actually took longer than that. So what we did was we got a side hustle. So on the side, we were doing a few videos for other people as well. Yeah, um, okay. That enabled us to break even sooner. So as well as producing our own videos for our channel and getting known for those high-quality videos, we were also making those high quality videos for other people for their own channels. So, so we kind of hustled a bit of revenue, but again, it's all been super bootstrapped, low salaries, yeah. very low output, 
no one in the team at hard work. And, and are you going to get strategic like the, um, I was chatting to the sorted food guys and they're now like sponsored by the American Tourism Board and get flown out all over the States to um, have extended holidays and cook food on video. <laughs> wow, that's very cool, isn't it? That's like the dream, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah, with commercial, yeah, I think now we've, we've built an audience now. Um, we've got a really highly engaged audience. We've got lots and lots of people on the channel. So now we're a really interesting prospect for brands who want to work with us. Mm. We are now mm. kind of gearing up to have more conversation with brands, start doing more branded content. Um, so yeah, but it, 2018 is probably a, a year that will the bank will probably appreciate our efforts. Yeah, <laughs> like it. But it's also we want to work with like we don't want to just work with everybody. No, no you'll be able to choose. To, yeah, it's important to work with people that we really care about and that are doing things that we respect. Mm. So it's, it'll be about finding the right brand deals. Yeah, uh, but um, veganism at the moment is something that's really kicking off. And a lot of brands are jumping on board. Uh, there's a lot of brands who are introducing vegan options on their menus, releasing vegan products. So, yeah, the opportunity um, to do some really fantastic branded content is very real now. Yeah, funnily enough, my next question literally was, you know, what are your thoughts on what's driving the rise in um, popularity, one in veganism and two in, in vegan businesses? I think the, the main driver is information. Um, there's a lot of information out there now. Um, people sort of get their news sources from different platforms. The people sharing stuff on social media, um, it, conscious consumption. Um, it's it's all really big. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. It's brought onto my wavelength um, more and more. Um, given my background's health and fitness, is the the rise in um, sporting figures taking that on as an as an option for their diets and and. Um, you know, the question raised by that, you know, can they get enough protein in their diet without consuming meat? Those kind of questions. Um, what, would, what would your answer be and what kind of alternatives w would you offer? Dude, plants have got protein. They're yeah. filled with it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to eat a varied diet and you need to think about where you get these proteins from. But mm. absolutely, you can thrive as an athlete on a plant-based diet. And then more and more people are finding that out. We're seeing people like... David Hay, Lewis Hamilton, mm. all going vegan or take choosing a plant-based diet or ho however you want to describe it and saying they feel the best that they've ever felt in their entire life. Because purely from a, purely from a physiological perspective, you know, it can have some really positive effects on your digestive system and mean that you've got more energy for recovery, less energy being spent on digestion. Yeah, I remember seeing you know quite a few questions with regards to like David Hay and, and I think especially Lewis Hamilton um, with regards to you know well, how they're going to be able to um, keep their stamina levels up towards the end of a race if they're if they're not eating you know raw steak and a, a pint full of raw eggs and things like that. I, I wonder what the intent was of the person who put that information out there. <laughs> uh, we, well, we we categorically disagree with that. Yeah. Of course, you have to think carefully about your diet. Lewis, I mean, Lewis Hamilton is going to have a personal dietitian. He does, definitely does. So, yeah. so he's going to be cool. You just have to think more carefully about where your nutrients are coming from. But at the end of it, you're going to have a really, really healthy diet. Mm. And given that you've, you're still very early on in, in the journey um, for, for this business, how important was it to have a cookbook as part of, um, as part of the business strategy? Well, we... The cookbook came about because we were answering the prayers of people who were asking for it. Mm -hmm. uh, we had so many messages on our Facebook inbox, people saying, 
have you got a cookbook out? Right. Are you going to write a cookbook? Like literally hundreds and hundreds of them. So we kind of bowed to pressure and thought we should maybe write a cookbook. Yeah. Certainly wasn't a line, a significant line on the um, financial forecast. Mm. But it's but it's been really cool and it we're really excited to work with HarperCollins. Mm. The team over there are a load of fun and are really talented and we've built something which looks beautiful. And what's really nice about it is they're just putting so much energy behind it. So we're really excited to put this thing out in April next year. April. And, and again, was it a conscious decision to kind of skip the, the Christmas influx of cookery books that, that inevitably come at this time of year? That's right. Um, on the front on tables of Waterstones and various other retailers like that, you'll see at Christmas lots of autobiographies and lots mm. of famous people releasing books. And we, the advice we received was, you don't go up against these guys. Let's leave it until the second wave of book buying comes in April. So, right. But also, there's Veganuary, and we're missing Veganuary, which is a shame. But you know what? There's a load of other great books coming out in Veganuary, in so it's quite nice for us to have a bit of breathing room after that. Mm-hmm. And it just, because we're launching in America simultaneously, so we, we launch in America just after we launch in the UK, and we're going to do a UK book tour followed by a US book tour. Okay. Because we're doing both simultaneously, we we pretty much had to launch in April, May due to US book cycles being being slower, being longer. And I suppose we had to write the thing as well. And we had to write it, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's taken us a long time. It has. Right? We, we, like, we have poured our heart and soul into this book. Every recipe in there has been tested three or four times. Um, we're really proud of what's gone into it and hopefully we're a lot of people will enjoy eating the food they cook. It's so true. When you when you see cookbooks um, and blog blog recipes, definitely, but often cookbooks as well. There'll be recipes in there that haven't been properly tested or have been minimally tested. Mm. Whereas mm. when you buy a really really high grade cookbook, it will have been rigorously rigorously tested, and we've gone for that top of the class level of testing. Everything has been tested and retested, refined, improved. So it's a really good book with not only 150 recipes, but everything in there is just really high quality. Yeah, and tasty. And tasty. Sounds sounds perfect combination then. Um, And saying that you're launching simultaneously in the States and over here. So what does your sort of demographic of your audience break down to then country-wise both the UK and the US are really strong for us. Um, As is Australia and Canada. Yeah. Yeah. We're, a lot of in, we get a lot of um, people in India watching our videos because obviously vegetarianism is massive. Ah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. So an Indian tour could be coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, US and, US and UK are the biggest yeah. by a long, long shot. Yeah. And really, there's a load of people out there who eat loads of food. So um, that's perfect yeah. for us. That, that is very true. And... I suppose when you do build a platform as you have and an audience like you have, you can then go to the audience and, and ask them what they want, um, be that cookbook, be that any of the other ideas that you, you possibly had ruminating your, in your head before you launched this and you could revisit at some point. Absolutely. And I think that was that was a, a, an explicit decision at the beginning that I took, which was, okay, I've been thinking about vegan ready meals, vegan protein, this, that, the other. Mm. Didn't really know which angle to go down. There wasn't a clear, obvious leaning for me. 
And so what became really clear to me was, well, start with information, start with media and start by giving it away for free. So that will allow me to build up a massive audience and then work out what needs to be sold, what needs to be provided. And, you know, the audience told us they wanted a cookbook. So we've put together this cookbook. Um, we get a lot of requests for blender information. Yeah, <laughs> um, so we could potentially think about a blender. Yeah. But definitely we've got some exciting things coming. Um, probably some big partnerships as well with the other people in the in the London plant-based and vegan scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're letting we're letting audience demand drive a lot of our decisions. That's awesome. Uh, and just to finish up, because I know you're you're very busy. Um, what um, what did you guys want to be when you when you were boys growing up? Ooh, good question. Do you know what I I told my mum that when I was younger that I wanted to be both a chef oh. and uh, what was it? It was I wanted to I wanted to be a chef at one point. I told them that I wanted to draw for the Funday Times. So the Funday Times is a little, a little comic that you get. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to draw for them, and I wanted to be a sexism stopper. <laughs> Obviously, I was, wow. um, I was a little, little activist back then. You were. And weirdly, if you think about it, what we do right now is a com- combination of all of those three, yeah. trying to make the world a better place through, um, through information, creating media that's engaging and short, and fun and making food. That's it. Uh, when I was younger, I was really into clothes, so I wanted to work um, as a fashion designer. And I did actually work in the fashion industry for six years. But um, having been in the fashion industry, I kind of fell out of love with it. It's quite a vacuous industry. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is a lot better. Awesome. And and just to finish off, guys, um, what are you most excited about right now? Oh, good question. The release of the book is going to be yeah. Yeah. Hype that list. yeah we're really excited for january february march and april of next year the release of the book is going to be a, a watermark moment for us mm. but also just january i think it's going to be really exciting to see what happens in our industry in january you've got big january where we're encouraging lots of people to you know try try eating vegan for a month or even just try eating a few more vegan meals yeah. for a month you know it doesn't have to be go full vegan it could just be eat a bit more plant-based food um so we're really excited for all of the massive noise that's going to come out in january awesome that's a good answer um and thank you very much indeed for your time i really appreciate it dude thanks for having us we're big fans and um look forward to doing more stuff with you yeah it's been a pleasure Well, before I cover my takeaways from my interview with Henry and Ian from Bosch, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Dulcimer Draws, who leaves a review of the podcast by saying, love it, hugely inspired by all of the guests, really helping me to keep the faith and get ideas about how to move forward with my budding business. Thank you so much for that. Massively appreciated and um, it's great to hear that um, this has helped you move your business forward. That's what we're here for. And as I said on the last last podcast, I would love to hear your stories um, on how you screwed it and just did it. Um, At Alex Chisnell on Twitter, um, alex at startupu.co.uk via email and also connect with me on LinkedIn at Alex Chisnell as well. And if you'd like to leave a review, then please 
do leave a rating and or a review by just clicking on the artwork on the podcast uh, in iTunes or on Spotify. Um, and that takes you to three options, details, ratings and reviews, and related, the middle one, ratings and reviews. Simply click on that, and where it says write a review, click on that, and write a review. And I will be eternally grateful and give you a shout out on the show. So moving on to my takeaways from my chat with Henry and Ian. Unbelievable success um, in such a short period of time. It obviously studied the model and executed incredibly well. Um, I love the fact that um, they're still very lean in, in their model. There's only three of them uh, working on Bosch at the moment. Obviously, um, they'll have to expand at some point with plans for the cookbook um, and more things in the pipeline, obviously, but great to be able to, to stay that lean to start with um, and do everything yourself, able to leave your full-time jobs now and, and execute on this business exceptionally well. Um, also really enjoyed listening how they managed to reach out um, and build this community, this one and a half million people plus by asking them to share, by building it organically, by not spending any money on it, which is unbelievable. Um, so just thinking about who you can ask for help. You know, again, I've mentioned this a few times on the show. You'll be surprised how many people are willing to help. Obviously, there are those who are not interested in whatsoever, only in it for self-interest, but you don't get, you don't ask. So think about who can help you build your business, um, be that online or offline, and being creative with your business model, um, in their case, via, via sponsorships. Um, and what I also liked um, listening to these guys was being able to scale the business. So looking at the options that they had, uh, Ian's idea with regard to the cafe, bricks and mortar business versus you know, traditional versus online business um, and how exciting that became when they were able to see how quickly they would be able to scale that compared to a traditional uh, bricks and mortar business. So um, again, just thinking in your own business, what can you do by utilizing the capabilities of being online these days, um, be that social media um, or otherwise with regards to what you could possibly do to grow your business quicker. Um, and before I finish up, I'd just like to bring your attention to our live events. If you'd like to hear some of these inspiring entrepreneurs, um, we do get a fair few who love speaking to our live audiences. So our Bournemouth event on January the 24th is now live on Eventbrite. If you Google Virgin Startup Eventbrite, you'll find the Bournemouth event now live on the 24th with James Benamore from the Richmond Group and Amigo Loans and Gary Turner from Zero. And our Brighton event on January the 17th with the Candy Kids guys, Ed Williams and Jamie Lang, will be live very soon. And also got amazing news of our launch event in Manchester in early 2018 with the social chain guys, Dom and Steve. Um, so stay tuned. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday with Tara Howard from the Venus Awards. Um, incredibly interesting business model. Um, lady who's gone from traveling the world to becoming an airline pilot to now running the Venus Awards, celebrating women entrepreneurship throughout nine counties in the UK and looking to expand 
nationally and internationally. Great story and love to have you with me. Thanks for listening. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait. The time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screwitjustdoit to enter. Just do it.